as I listened to this episode recently, I heard myself say that I still have all four grandparents living. I was sharing this in gratitude as the original episode 18 Gutter Balls released on February the 3rd, 2020. Well, my Nana passed away suddenly on February 22nd, just 19 days later. Now I was down to three grandparents. And the main heckler and mentor in this episode, my papa, my dad, the man that affirmed me, he passed away on November the 22nd of 2020. So just nine months after this episode. My pop-up never got to hear me share the 18 gutter bowl story to the world. But he didn't need to. He totally lived it. And he reminded me of it all the time. So I want you to listen to this episode again, especially if you've already heard it. And I want you to ask yourself the hard question at the end, have you learned yet? Have you learned yet? I'd also like you, after hearing this episode, to find the people that are most special to you and go see them and give them a big hug. Tell them how much you love and appreciate them because you'll never know when they'll be gone. Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. Do you know what yesterday was? February 2nd, right? Yes, it was February 2nd. But in a little town of Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, and to those gathered around the Northeast to witness a little brown groundhog come out of his hole and forecast the length of our winter. It's called Groundhog Day, so happy Groundhog Day to you. Well, there's a great movie back in the 90s called Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. He plays a reporter, Phil Connors. It's a great movie. Essentially, this is a very unhappy man. Very unhappy man. And he shows up in this town that he does not want to be in. And at the end of this horrible day of reporting these really exciting events of a groundhog coming out of the ground to see his shadow... He goes to bed and he's thinking, why is this my life? He wakes up the next morning and ironically, the same alarm with that Sonny and Cher song, I Got You Babe, is going off. The same one that went off the day before. Huh, that's very odd. And he looks at his clock, he turns it off, goes and goes about his day and realizes that the same things happened that they did the day before. Deja vu. And it doesn't take him long to realize that he just woke up in the same day, consecutive days in a row. He's experiencing Groundhog Day hell in his world, day after day after day after day after day. And the movie goes on. There's so many funny scenes. He gets to the point where he's so apathetic. He just tries to kill himself, experimenting. He throws like a toaster in the bathtub and electrocutes himself. Wakes up the next day. He's still alive, not electrocuted. But then there's a change of heart. And this is when the movie really gets special. Phil Connors starts to have some love in his heart. And he would time the, the planning of, of getting the, uh, the, the, 
the cat that falls out of the tree and he catches it just in the nick of time and people are like whoa how'd you do that and just various things and he'd go and start learning piano and so he knew the day would repeat and so he just for a span of maybe six months of the same day he learned piano and of course his intentions and motivation for this wasn't to become a better musician he's trying to impress the lead female actress Andy McDowell who played the character Rita So day after day, he's now trying to impress her, showing off his big heart. And he had these intentions of doing something. And night after night, without fail, they would fail. And it wasn't until he had a miraculous change of heart, a true repentance in his heart to become a better man, that he woke up the next day and his life was changed. So I want to share a funny story as I transition. Groundhog Day, happy Groundhog Day. I want to share a funny story that I believe you can relate to this concept of Groundhog Day and being the same every day, but having a change and doing something different, something fun. And that's the funny story. And then I'm going to go in and I'm going to teach you guys a lesson from my past when I was 12 years old. And Pop-Pop, if you're listening to this, this one is for you. So here you go. Here's the funny story. Well, some stories are just too hard to believe they actually happened. A couple months ago, I put out a request for funny stories in a cleaning group that I'm a member. Many stories were entered. Of course, I ranked them by engagement from other members. And the one that won first place was this one by Philip. It is so funny. We called it the night crew. And so Philip shares this story. It happened about 20 years ago. Before the days of YouTube and Facebook, oh boy, it's a good thing, or the video he talks about would have had more views than cat videos. So here's in his words, I'm just going to quote him. This is from Philip. I had a contract to clean a variety store. We also had to strip and seal the floor. It was in Darwin, Australia. During wet season, where the humidity is extreme, the store air conditioning was controlled from the head office 3,000 kilometers away. It was switched off by 11 p.m. We were unable to exit the building until 6 a.m., and that's when the AC came back on. By midnight, it was like working in a sauna. It was the wet season, and the conditions for work were unbearable. So I said, what the heck? We stripped down to underpants and sometimes totally naked. Oh my goodness. The next day I was called in to see the store manager. Apparently, the company wanted to check up on us and installed hidden cameras. He sat there with a big grin on his face, closed the front office door, turned on the TV and said, Watch this. As the tape played, I saw myself and three staff members, one male, two female, line dancing, totally naked. The manager's grin widened. I could only respond. A good song came on over the store speakers, and we were waiting for a coat of wax to dry to take our mind off the heat. So we started line dancing. It's possible that we were suffering heat stroke and delirium set in as well. Possibly. Anyway, he ejected the tape, 
gave it to me and said, I can't send this to the head office. Since you're coming in again tonight, how about I say that I forgot to switch on the hidden camera last night, but tonight, please work in your work clothes. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Okay, so that's a really funny story from Philip. And how does that connect with Groundhog Day? Well, think of it this way. They're cleaning these offices night after night after night. Ho-hum, same thing. And then you finally get one where something changes. And they had to change with the changes. But it's not always the case. In Phil Connor's case, the change did not come. And once the change did come, the date did change. So let me share now a story from my own past. It's entitled 18 Gutter Balls. And again, Pop-Op, this is for you. You know those stories that no matter how many times you see parents, grandparents, uncles, they always bring it up. Hey, uh, Kenny, you remember that time when you threw 18 gutter balls? Yes, Pop, I remember. Next time I see him, hey, Kenny, this is just like that time you threw 18 gutter balls. Yeah, you're right, Pop. It's exactly like that time. So let me share what 18 gutter balls is. Back in the old, oh, late 80s, going into the 90s, Saturday mornings was bowling league for me. I stayed with my grandparents, spent the weekend with my father as well. And every Saturday morning, we'd go to Facendo Whitaker Bowling Lanes in East Norriton, Pennsylvania. It was so much fun. You had to be there 8 o'clock in the morning. And we'd bowl until about 11, 11.30 get lunch. It was a lot of fun. Come back and have this the rest of the day. And I was really good. I was really good. I started when I was eight years old. By the age of 12, I mean, I had my own ball. You know, my little initials carved in it. <laughs> had a big hook shot. I was good. I think my high score at the age of 12 was probably around 175. And my average, I was carrying around 135, 140 average at this point. So I was good. To get 135, 40, you're going to have to have a couple marks, a couple spares, a couple strikes to get over that point. So I was not the type of bowler that was struggling to get 100 because my average was over 100. But on this particular day, in league play, mind you, I threw an epic 12. That's right, not one 12, a 12 And that 12 consisted of 10 frames, 18 gutter balls, two sixes. And let me share how this went. And also, let me bring in a little commentary from, you ever see the movie Happy Gilmore? And there's that heckler that comes on the course. He's like, you suck! But it's a really funny line in that movie. And this guy's just heckling him. And Adam Sandler, Happy Gilmore... He can't handle it. He goes nuts because this guy's bothering him. So let me tell you about the heckler that I had when I was bowling this epic game. So the game starts out, get my hook shot. And I have to admit, with a big hook shot, for the bowlers out there, if you if you throw a big hook shot, you want the lanes dry. And when they come in and oil the lanes, you lose a lot of your hook. And for me, I was counting on dry lanes. And I usually got them. And when they were oily, I would have a, you know, a correction. I would, you know, line up on a different board and I could toss it and aim at a different arrow on the, 
on the lane and, and a different pin and I could still get a strike and still play well. This day, something in my brain was not allowing me to make any corrections. I lined up right where I normally do, which is about two boards in from the gutter, and I would walk straight, toss it right along the gutter's edge, and that sucker would hook right back across the lane, right into the pocket, and bam, strike. That's the textbook way it's supposed to happen. But on the first shot, hit that gutter edge, but the oil kind of carried it, the ball spinning, but it did not hook, and it went thump, gung, 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 gutter ball. My game starts off with a zero. All right, all right, regroup. I can get a spare, get all these pins knocked down. Hear my grandfather in the back. Like, oh, no, gutter ball. I said, yeah, I'll fix it this time. Go up there, same lineup, two, three boards in, walk towards the gutter, toss it along the gutter, waiting for it to hook. Boom, 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 gutter. First frame is over. And one of the best players in the league at that point, in the junior league at 12 years old, just tossed a zero for the first frame. I was pretty upset. And I hear my pop-op saying, hey, Kenny, you might want to make a correction into the next frame. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yep, got it. I come up the next time. Where do I go? To the second or third board, the same place that I threw from in the first frame. Here comes the big hook. I'm going to hang this right over the gutter. That first frame was an anomaly, an aberration. That won't happen. Toss it out over that gutter, hanging it. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my goodness, you got to be kidding me. I got a zero, and I'm halfway in the second frame. I normally have a strike and a spare by now. Second throw, let me at least get an eight or nine. I'll move over half a board, and I walk straight towards the same place at the foul line, that I threw the ball from the last three times and hung it over the gutter and thump, 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 except this time it went in the gutter sooner. So that time I was actually a loser faster. Yay. And now I hear in the background, hey, nice shot there, Kenny. Way to go. Four gutters in a row. And I'm thinking, I hadn't even seen Happy Gilmore, but that was my grandfather at the beginning where he's going, you stink. Kenny, ha ha ha. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's supposed to be an encouragement. Okay. Now, by the way, that guy in the end of Happy Gilmore, he does end up crashing his Volkswagen into scaffolding, and I believe he gets arrested. Third frame. What do you think I did? Made the adjustment? No adjustments necessary because I am a professional. I am no amateur 12 year old bowler hacking through a 50 game. I just had two bad frames. Frame three. Kum, kum, kum. Kung, kung, kung. I got a zero after three. Ever go to a bowling lane and you see a guy with a turkey, three strikes in a row, and then he gets his fourth and his fifth, and by his sixth strike in a row, people are gathering. Like, look, look, this guy's got six in a row. Seven, eight. Lane starts shutting down. People want to witness perfection to get a 300. Nine, ten, ten strikes in a row. By the way, I've done that before. I've had ten and eleven strikes in a row. I've had two sixty-seven games. And so you get this many strikes in a row. There's people all over watching you. Well, that was starting to happen to me because I'm now four frames in. It was dong 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 dong. I have a zero. I have the opposite of perfection. What would that be? Absolute failure. 
and people are starting to gather around and say, hey, will this guy get a perfect zero? <laughs> Me and my fancy engraved ball with KJC on it. You better believe it. Here I go. I'm going up to the lane. Frame five. Gunk, gunk, gunk. I did not change a single thing. My grandfather back there pop up, old pop up saying, oh, Kenny, get another great shot. Way to go. Why don't you toss a couple more? See if you can get a zero. Thanks, pop. And he says, you want any help yet, Kenny? I'm good. Are you sure? I got some pointers for you. I don't need your help, Pop. There's a tip right there. I'm doing the same stupid thing over and over and over again. My grandfather is witnessing what I'm doing from a third-party perspective. He sees a different angle, a different perspective. What he was seeing is that I was lining up on the same board. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter what board I was lining up on because I did try and move over a couple. He noticed that as I approached the foul line... I would sway and I would actually walk at an angle toward the gutter. So it didn't matter where I started. I always ended up at the same place. He saw that. I did not. It was my blind spot. And all he had to do was tell it to me. And all I had to do was say, yes, Pop, I'd love your advice. What are you seeing? But I didn't say that. I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to pause for a sec. This is a terrible story about throwing a lot of gutter balls. Have you ever done this before? You're listening to me. The sound of my voice. Have you ever thrown gutter balls over and over and over again? And you've got a mentor, a coach, a good friend. They see what you're doing. They know how to stop the gutter balls in your cleaning business. Maybe it's in your personal life. Maybe it's in your health and the way that your habits are developing. Someone else is seeing it. Or, even a better question... What if you don't have someone that's seeing it and you need someone seeing it because you are repeating things over and over and over again? Think about that. It's a very powerful message. Now back to my game. The fifth frame. Guess what? Guess what I did? I got one ball, the second shot, that hung over the gutter and it just hang on just long enough that it came back in and knocked down six pins. I got a six. I was so happy. Now I did not have perfection of zero, and all the people scattered. They're like, oh, he's not going to get perfection. It's like when the guy is nine in a row and strikes, and he gets um, a nine. They all leave. Ah, he won't get a 300. Ah, oh, there goes this kid's zero game. So all my fans left. Now I'm five frames in, six frames in, I have a six. I'm like, all right, I got it. Five frames I wasted, I'm going to still get 100 somehow. Get a couple of strikes, spares, and I can end this game positive. Very optimistic. Frame six, goo 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 Frame seven, goo 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 I can't even say it, it's so terrible. Frame eight, goo 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 There we go. Over and over again. I still have a six in the frame eight. Frame nine, <laughs> my grandfather, he's just holding his hand up over his face, and he can't watch. He's like, Kenny, you want some help? No, I'm good. Don't talk to me. I'm mad as a hornet. I am so angry. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm sitting in my little corner. Get my ball, go throw a gutter. Go back, sit down, put my hand in my lap. Hey, Kenny, nice shot. That was really impressive. You still have a six. Hey, see if you can break 10 there, big guy. (laughs) I love you, Pop. I really do. But that was the most infuriating thing you've ever done to me. It really was. He's heckling me the whole game. But all I had to do was turn around and say, Pop, can I have your help? I did not. Tenth frame, goo goo goo. And the last shot of the game, 
hung it over the gutter, same exact shot, and I duplicated what I had done in the fifth frame and got another six. Six plus six in the third grade and above is 12. Now, if you're a second grade listening to this, then six plus six, it should still be 12, but you might come up with a different number. But that was my game of 12. I am 42 years old right now. That game was 30 years ago. Now, first of all, I am a very grateful man that my grandfather, my pop-up, is still with us. He is Kenneth Joseph Carfagno Sr., numero uno, Don Carfagno of the Italian side of my family. My dad is Ken number two. I'm three. My son is four. My grandfather, my pop-up and I, we, we have always been super close. And He's almost 84 years old. He just survived cancer last year. He's a man's man. I love him to death. He's amazing. And every time I see him, he still says, hey, Kenny, remember the time you threw? Yes, Pop. I remember the time 30 years ago when I threw a 12 game. Now, can we get past the point? He says, no. Have you learned yet? Oh, my goodness. Wisdom comes with a silver head for sure. Have I learned yet? And that's the question I pose to everyone listening to this. If you're throwing gutter balls over and over and over again, have you learned yet? All right, well, that concludes this episode of the Solo Cleaning School. I hope you've learned yet. And until the next episode, have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.